Bernie Siddle and we're uh, in for a treat tonight, man. Join Justin Tom and all the other dogs out there. Snoop Dogg, man. And I can't think of the other dogs on the top of the list. Read other dogs that fast. You are now listening to another episode of But somebody's got to do it, though. Okay. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling out there? I'm feeling like you definitely should have been able to come up with more dogs. Hell yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Shout out to Scooby. Snoop Dogg. Scooby, Scrappy. Oh, yeah. I could thought of dogs. I was trying to think of cats who had a name dog in their name. No. The Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode. Uh, How'd you, you feel about Dog? How'd you feel about Dog the Bounty Hunter? I, I hate him. Don't like him at all, yeah. Don't like him or his crew. Is he still alive? I think so. Would it surprise me if he wasn't? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Yes, he's alive. Okay. Yes. Feel free to remove that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to kill. Is this like the third person I killed off on the show? <laughs> Might be. It's Y'all one of I'm your bad. favorite pastimes. Y'all say I have the, the injury. Yeah, now it's time to see. Playmaker killed off this week. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Playmaker. Uh, A.K.A. Chris. A.K.A. Play Cole. Cole World. Okay, it's Rich. A.K.A. Rich. Exclamation point, aka the weather outside is frightful. The Stella Artois is delightful. And it's your boy Thomas, aka Stimpy, aka let's get her done. Oh no, not Thomas. (laughs) Here's your sign. Say the salad. I remember when that was a thing for like. Two and a half years. Oh yeah, I watched it. I, I, the, I no, watched the it hilarity. The like was uh, the redneck tour or whatever they called it. Yeah. That, well, that was the thing. Yeah, what was the blue white comedy blue collar comedy tour or something? Oh, that was actually what it was called. I just called it the redneck tour. I mean, they were rednecks. They were, yeah, they were. Here's your sign. That was my god building. Well, here's your sign. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump in this sermon. I doubt that you got like a Larry the Cable Guy joke. So, no, but I did see him in a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> <laughs> that Reggie's favorite. Shout out to Medea. And that was my studio laugh, by the way. All right, Reggie's gonna appreciate this one. Okay, Medea. He's gonna <laughs> appreciate. I ain't even gonna introduce the name. He's it's because it's right there in the verse. And I quote, and I quote, and I quote, Ooh, we, it's velvet hoop, wrist right next to my shoe. That's all I had to get in right there, man. Okay. And my other yeah, part. Man, I get the hell out of my car she fixing my car. I had to get that. Okay. Talking about that. Shout out to the one and only Kevin Durant. Now, I'm going to be 200, y'all. Where I got these lyrics from, they do not have it right at all. They definitely messed up. So that's what messed me up. So I didn't want to do. My man Velvet a disservice, man. So yeah. Why aren't you trying to like rock any, you know, dame? 
You ain't rocking any. What's the what's temperature, Sam? Hot damn. Right. What's the uh what who's the cowboy defensive back? What's his name? What's the rapper's name? Hey Kelvin Reggie Joseph. Hey Reggie, how much fun? I say hella fun. <laughs> if you like to tussle, let's just try wrestling. Shout to Sean Lewis, man. He was actually uh, kicking them uh, lyrics, man. But I don't think Rashard Lewis is gonna be on my list for 2010 to present. No, he better not be. <laughs> what if he would? <laughs> that would be the biggest Enrique in the history of Enrique's. That's what that would be. <laughs> you have to do the Pitbull Enrique song. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you already know what it is. We've been doing it for, I don't know, seven weeks. So 2010s to present, starting five, NBA. Let's go. Reggie, who's your one? My point guard. Let me get my announcer voice. Two-time MVP. Uh-oh. Three-time champion. Eight-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, and two-time scoring champ, Steph Curry. Steph Curry at the one, y'all. Chris. I got one of the most talented passes to play the game. I'm talking about one of the best leaders in the history of the NBA. And he helped build up not one franchise, not two franchises, but now three franchises. And quite honestly, even though I was laughing and glad it didn't happen, he should have been a Laker. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Paul at the point guard <laughs> position. Great pick. The only competition in my opinion. So now we can see who Thomas picked out of those two. So full disclosure, when uh... – Analyzing this list, I uh, had both of these guys on my team initially because we weren't doing to the present, and I only had till 2020. And I was, I was like, okay, well, one guy, sorry, you missed it. But then you told me I could do the present. So, yeah, Chris Paul, you ain't never won no championships since you're on the bench. I got Chef Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, at the one because oh, he's literally the greatest shooter of all time. Why would you not Mark want Dale that? Junior? <laughs> you know. Wardell Jr. would have been a kill name, man. I don't understand the Steph shit. Because he wanted to be his own man, not be his daddy. Well, he's better than his dad, so that's something. Shout out to all my juniors out there, man. We real niggas. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Christopher Jr., yes. Yeah. Shout out to you. But, yeah. uh, I can't speak for the seniors. Takes the edge over Chris Paul to me solely based because (laughs) He said trends. Y'all follow him. He was beating out Chris Paul in a lot of seasons in terms of the MVP, first team all NBA. And on top of that, in playoffs, you know, I'm just going to take Seth Curry over Chris Paul. Sorry, Chris Paul. You are definitely like a top five point guard of all time. I'm, it's just that you also happen to play with a top two point guard of all time next, like in the same year era. Can't exactly how I feel. So but, now at the two, we can get to the yeah. most controversial pick I'm going to have. I already know. Oh, but then maybe we got the same one. has an MVP. He's a 10-time All-Star, 
seven-time All-NBA, three-time scoring champ, and the most 50-point games since the year 2018. Does he also have the most ashy knees in the NBA? No. But he has the most recognizable facial hair. We talk about the one, the only, James Harden. Chris, oh. do you have any comments about James Harden? Oh, I, I know think, he don't agree. I think we talk about 18 games over 50 points. We're talking about all the scoring champs. The I man was the uh, when he pulled that name out. I'm the six man of the year many, and the MVP in the same decade. He's talking about 50 point games when 20 of them points is free throws. Get the fuck out of here. Great player. James Harden could make opinion. It. Yeah, James Harden's definitely not on my team. I'm sorry. He's not even on my team. Second bench. greatest two guard of all time. James. Well, Chris, who do you have at the two? Three-time NBA champion, two-time NBA MVP, seven-time NBA All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, two-time NBA scoring champion, Stephen Curry at the two. Oh, okay. Small two. Yeah, it's yeah, same I got thing the as He is still the greatest shooter of all Iverson. time, and is a shooting guard, so I guess it makes sense. But, I gotta uh, have him in the backcourt. I gotta have him, but I think Chris Paul runs the point better. Steph is the best shooter. If they was playing together, Chris Paul would be the one. If Chris Paul was playing with anybody on there, he would move Magic Johnson to the two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to All say right. the time he played the twos in Houston because James was a ball hog. So now nah, James was definitely the two. Here's where the biggest controversy comes in. For the whole list. At the two guard. Tallest man to ever play the two. The ashiest knees to ever play in the NBA. Uh, the most burner phones and burner accounts in the NBA. The, oh, at the two? Know, at the two. <laughs> oh, I, got I got the Durantula, the Slim Reaper, uh, KD, Kevin Durant. Yes, put him at the two. My thoughts. All right, two B announced that is actual position. And my thoughts are the same. Well, hey, look, he shoots a lot. I'm gonna slide him over the two. He's just gonna be the tallest <laughs> two you ever saw in your life. He plays great defense, he's tenacious. You know, it works. There's no complaints. You know, instead of playing small ball, I'm playing big ball lineup. That's what I'm running. <laughs> so who's your three, Reg? Oh, My three. Easy. Player of the decade. Three times the MVP. 12 times the All-Star. Four rings. Four finals MVPs. 12 All-NBAs. Five All-Defenses. We talking about the one. The only. LeBron James. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And now a hop. Right on that bobsled with you, because LeBron James will also be my three. Well, fiddly rhythm, fiddly ride, hop on up, it's bumstead time. Yeah, LeBron James is my three, too. I mean, like, there's no other option. Yeah, yeah. put him on there. Yeah, I mean, that's a unanimous. <laughs> you can get by with the last decade, but you damn sure can't get by with it in this decade. 
Yeah, no, it's not. I, last decade, I was like, he's a little young, but there's, let's just let's all be honest and realistic with ourselves. Like, you can't as much, even though, even though I don't enjoy LeBron James particularly, like he's a phenomenal player. You know, can't be mad at that. And the fact that he's still going strong right now, like he's, you know, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. That's all I can say. You know, and I will say I'll give him the most credit. He is like not like one of the only like true megastar, like absolutely in the stratosphere people that's never had any kind of controversy or issues for like scandals or anything like that. Oh, uh, so you I'm don't remember when they hated him because he had a Hummer <laughs> jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> so now we get to the four, which I also thought was going to be a unanimous pick. But, I but some, some of us uh, stressed him. We talk about the MVP, two rings, 12 All-Stars, nine All-NBAs, four times a scoring champ, and two times a finals MVP. We, it's Velvet Hoop, <laughs> Kevin Durant at the four. First band full of loot right next to my shoe. Hat to match. Stay the hell out of my garage if you ain't fixing my car. I got Kevin Durant at the four as well. I would have put him at three. But I can't put him over LeBron at the three, so he gets to slide on over to the four. My four is, I would say, currently the best player in basketball on the planet Earth, and got to sneak into my list because Reggie let me play all the way through <laughs> present. So, uh, you know, people always want to hate on small markets and building yourself up <laughs> and actually developing your talent and showing how good you are. So, at the four. I got the Greek freak, ladies and gentlemen, Giannis Antetokounmpo, because his game is much more of a forward game than Durant. Durant can shoot pop from the outside. Giannis can't, so Giannis is up four. And great defense, great game, dominant, tenacious. Like, you got to love Giannis's game. So now, at the five, I have a two-time MVP, one ring, six all-stars, Five All NBA's Defensive Player of the Year, and the only player on this starting five to win the Most Improved Player Award, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because for the same reasons that Thomas just said, I'm gonna put him at the five. Kevin Durant can step out and play the four. Giannis gonna be around the rim anyway. I know he can guard the five because he can guard any position he fucking feel like. The Greek, Greek. Chris, who you got at the five? I have the Freaky Deaky. Freaky Deaky Deaky. <laughs> That's a five as well. Shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Chris was only one player up. And his uh, player is my sixth man. Yeah. Well, my five actually plays that position. Uh, and is actually the second best player in the NBA currently. Uh, you know, he defies the belief that you know, big men can't pass, can't facilitate, can't be great. I got Nikola Jokic at the five. Ooh. How many because, All-NBAs? Three? Yeah, he's got eight years in the league. And the first two, like the first the first two are okay. Like in the second year, he averaged like 16 and a half and like eight rebounds. But then after that, it was either 18 and a half points plus or 10 boards plus. And in these last three or four years, he has really truly transcended. So like I said, be the second best player in the league. He 
it, he does things that no other. Let me read off does. his uh, his studs. Three times All NBA, four times All Star, and an MVP. And he's like what twenty five right now, maybe twenty six. He's still super young, so I'm telling you, I, I feel confident putting him on there, uh, especially because there was no fucking chance in hell that James Harden was making my team under any circumstances. So I basically picked Jokic over James Harden. So now, in honorable mentions. Honorable. I want to first and foremost make some room for Dwight Howard. Because this man got fucked by this all decade list. Because <laughs> his best years was from 2005 to 2013. And that doesn't make him eligible for a list. You know, it's five years in one, three years in another. And it don't. But I'm talking about this man, nine years in a row, all NBA, all stars. He's kicking ass. It just don't look bad when you do a list like this. Yeah. But I want to give him his respect. Yeah, props. Mm-hmm. So now for the honorable mention, Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Blake Griffin, Carmelo Anthony, and Russell Westbrook. All right, all right, all right. For my honorable mentions, I have Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green. And Joel Embiid, who I would have over Jokic. Well, Joel's not making my list. You know I don't like his. Would you have him over? So what is that the your final say to like this year? Would you have him over Jokic this year? Yes, Chris clearly would. Yes, I would. I think this is the year that's finally swaying me to Embiid is better than Jokic. Why Jokic won MVP last year is because Joel got hurt before the end of the season. Here's the real question: Does James Harden take too many touches away? Yeah, uh, Joel's points and stuff no. go down a little bit. No, no, because touches because Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul got more touches and shots with James than without him. You get all the shots and touches when you got James on your team. All right, well, my list uh, is Russell Westbrook, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. Even though he gets hurt more than Joel Embiid, I actually still like his game. Uh, Chris Paul and Dwight Howard. Those are people I wanted to shout out. I know it was hard with Clay, man. I would have had Clay on there if I could have got. Uh, it was just hard, man. I couldn't bitch. I can't bitch CP3, man. I got two. Clay would be in the top 20. He just wouldn't be on my, like, top like Clay 10. was in the bench. He's an insanely great defensive player, great shooter. He could have been a two guard, but I was like, he's not Kevin Durant's level he's not you know there's other it's just he was just that tier below you know how they like rate things out and like he you know all these people i put on the list are all you know mid to high 90s players and clay is like that 94 93 94 you know you're like oh so good but hey being 13 only ba still counts <laughs> so if he's 13 all 2010s that ain't bad yeah yeah all right well it's back to baseball, you know, that sport that's still locked out right now. Right. I was about to say, the, the <laughs> talking more fancy baseball than real baseball. But we had starting pitchers last week, and that was 
a choice. But this week, there should be a lot more consensus, I feel, at least amongst the people we put on this list. Because we're doing relievers of all time. I don't care if you're a setup man, long relief, you know, closer, it doesn't matter. But obviously, mostly closers will probably be on this list. But yeah, let's do it. Let's knock it out. Let's get going. At number five, uh, we talked about him last week. I told you that you'd see him this week. Number five, John Smoltz. My thoughts are to be Let the record show how disrespectful they both are, that they have him as a better relief pitcher than a starting pitcher. My word. No. I didn't say that he's a better relief pitcher than a starting pitcher. Yes, you are. But if you got him on this world, list. Now, hold on. Now, what what we're saying game. is, what we're saying is the competition is worse on this list Y'all than it was on that one. That's <laughs> what, what are we talking about? How many, how many yeah, truly what? great Yo, starting pitchers are there? better relievers than John Smoltz. Don't do that. No, there's four. I, I looked it up. I did the math. I looked sorry, the- Dad. I'm sorry, Dad, that it let you down today. I'm really sorry, Dad. I really am. So, right. so you you talking shit on us? It sounds like he didn't even make neither one of your lists. No, exactly. he he made my list for the starting pitchers. <laughs> At least he was uh, honorable mention on that. Honorable mention. He didn't make neither one of your lists. He was top ten as a starting pitcher. He's definitely way more known as a starting pitcher more than a relief pitcher. He well, allow, really? allow me and Thomas to put some respect on his name while okay. you shout on him. All right. All right, so, so now who is my number five? five? Yeah, it's your number five, Reg. My <laughs> number five, an American League MVP, a Cy Young winner, and most of all, that motherfucking mustache. Shout out to Raleigh Fingers. So Raleigh is my number six, but I do have some stats listed for you if you want Raleigh stats. 341 saves, a 2.9 ERA. And a 2.64 K to walk ratio for his career. It's not bad. Oh, and by the way, ERAs for relief pitchers are going to be a little bit higher because they pitch less innings. So you give them a run, it kind of blows your ERA up a little bit. Christopher. You got anything to say about Raleigh? Shout out to Raleigh. He's on my honorables. Okay. Well, who's on your number five? Number five. He's probably the only one that is still pitching today that would make this list. Uh oh. We're talking seven time all star, all NBA, all LBA, all MLB second. <laughs> he was AL reliever of the year once. He is definitely in the 300 save club. And my word, the fastest pitch I've ever seen in my life. Chapman coming in at number five. Yeah, I'll make my list. You know, I'm just gonna ask. Make my honorable mentions. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? Um. Oh, not me either. Should we fuzz roll Chapman? Are we not gonna? I. We're not gonna say. So we uh, <laughs> we probably just cut that out. But I'll get. <laughs> I'll take the ruling for fuzz Chapman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Can we agree on Fuzz Chapman, Chris? I think Fuzz Chapman's accurate. The man got suspended for like 100 games. Fuzz Chapman. <laughs> All right, well, my number four 
Let me read off some stats for you. 390 career saves, a 2.85 career ERA, and a 6.29 K to walk ratio. I'll read that again. 6.29. I picture this man in an Oakland A's uniform, and that man is Dennis Eckersley. And my thoughts, and my thoughts are two. How motherfucking dare you? Hey, man, I got three higher. Anyways, uh, I I like the list so far, sir. I feel like Reggie. Can I get to speak? Y'all need to keep to be announcing me. Can I speak on something? (laughs) So now it's time for me to put mucho respecto on his name. Oh. Oh no! That sounds like that sounds like a fuzzo. <laughs> you're doing that. <laughs> to number is John Smoltz. <laughs> Talk about Asai Young, a first ballot Hall of Famer, eight-time All Star, two hundred thirteen wins, one hundred fifty-four saves. That man right there. Only John pitcher. Smoltz. Only pitcher in history. This is how I convinced Dad that he's a Hall of Famer. He's the only pitcher in history with 200 wins and 150 saves. That's insane. Oh, my. And, yeah, John Smoltz is a a beast, you know. But there's a reason why, Chris, they asked him to go to the bullpen and they didn't ask Tom Glavin or Greg Maddox to go to the bullpen. But one, one, they're all gone, and two, he got hurt, and now he came back to help the team, and they just kept him in there because – Look, he got 154 saves. Exactly, because he, he was the closer. I wanted to be a reliever. So First like, ballot Hall of Famer. Chris, does any pitcher raise their hand? Nobody on this list raised their oh, hand yeah. and said, I want to be a literally, reliever. Literally, the number one. <laughs> the number one. Major league, not yes, they do raise their hand. If they say, if you want to be in the major leagues, you go be a reliever. Yes. That's not them choosing it. That's the team that's, choosing yeah, it. Yeah, that's the team choosing it and them choosing to get a paycheck. But speaking of getting paychecks, Chris, who's your number four? Let's get to a real reliever out here in these streets, man. Hold up. You trying to say that Dennis Eckers ain't no real reliever? Fuck out of here. Oh, he is real. He ain't number four. <laughs> He's talking about, he said a man with 154 saves and a real reliever. Okay. <laughs> How about mm-hmm. a man with 478 saves? Did that work for y'all? To be announced. How do you know what I'm talking about? Nigga, because I wrote the same stats down. How many niggas got 478 saves? <laughs> Did Harry Carey call any of his games? I don't know. Is this nigga playing in the 70s? Is he big and is he black? Then, yes, that's the person I'm saying to be announced for. <laughs> Dang, did my picture pitch in the 70s? Because I don't think my picture pitched in the 70s. Look, is your picture big? Did he have a jerry curl? And black? He is black. Is he big? Yes. Okay, well, then that's to be announced, okay? All right. <laughs> so, we'll my number out. three is maybe the most contentious pick because I don't know a person that likes him, but he's good at his job. Uh, this oh. man has 601 saves. He has a 2.87 career ERA and a 3.69K to walk ratio. He did it all in San Diego where nobody watches him, but Trevor Hoffman is my number three. Is that a closer to a reliever for you, Chris? Does he count? Matter of fact, it counts so much that that's my number three. Oh, yeah. Reg, is he on your list? At three. Four saves later. He had 14 seasons with over 30 saves. 
Trevor Hoffman. Hey, pop quiz, hot shot. What song did he walk out to? Mm, Rolling by Kid Rocket and Limp Biscuit. <laughs> no. He walked out to Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells! You remember Hell. hearing them bells come on? That's where he walked out? No, nah, because I don't watch Padres. So now, games. Thomas, you telling me that this nigga is the number two reliever of all time? Yeah, because let's be honest, we all got the same number one. Yes, he's the number two reliever of all time. So say it's time name. for it. Say his name. This dude pitched back when you had to get three innings for a save. He also, unfortunately, couldn't stick around with a lot of teams. Played basically three years in every team, but he stayed around for a long time. Big Lee Smith. And yes, he has. I cannot believe Lee Smith is number two. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I told you I don't like Trevor Hoffman that much. And, you know, Lee Smith is black and I enjoy oh, him. Oh, that's what it is. So, you say that he's black. But what yeah. made Lee Smith better than me and Chris's number two is my question. He's black. I thought say we established that. Say his stats. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't argue with that, man. He's, he's Three time Rolades Relief Man Award. Four-time save lever. Chicago Cubs Hall of Fame. Yeah, man. Big Lee Smith. Yeah. Jerry Kerr Hall of Fame. It's, for me, it's just like, you know, there are things when you're like a little black kid and you hear about people and you're like, oh, man. So you kind of just are like, yeah, they're cool. They're better. And plus, like, y'all's number two is great. I had the number four. But at the same time, Lee Smith does still have 478 saves. And Eckersley's got 390. That's the difference, you know? At number two, <laughs> he's got a Cy Young. He's got an American League MVP. Right. And he was the one that did it real big as a closer. Because let's not forget, we've had other people on this list that had MVPs and Cy Youngs. He had his as closer. And he used to be a starter as well before he converted to a reliever or a closer. Yeah, for sure. But did Reggie as Jackson win this World Series or did he? What? Reggie Jackson said, didn't win the Cy Young or the MVP. <laughs> Shout out to win those World Series. The one, the only, Denise Eckersley. And I'm pretty sure that Reggie Jackson did get an MVP, but okay. Reggie Jackson? Yeah, I'm just talking about, about who, on the A's team. On the A's teams, who was who was the real leader on the A's teams? Reggie Jackson didn't play when he played with the A's. When he played on the A's, <laughs> that's not uh, that's not Dennis Eckersley's A's team. Yeah, I was about to oh, say. it's not. Then whose oh. A's team is Dennis Eckersley's A's team? Oh, who he else played is? in the '87. Like, he played with McGuire. Dennis Eckersley is like, yeah, the Bass Brothers. <laughs> oh, for real? Okay, well then, yeah. there you go. McGuire and Canseco count. He played with so the that's Red Sox when, when Reggie was in New York. Mm. Well, I was born in 1990, so I didn't watch them live either, you know. Right. Year. Don't How matter. much Lee Smith did you watch? Oh, I, I have a black father <laughs> who loves baseball, so I've seen quite a bit. <laughs> Speaking of black fathers, Chris, who's no, your number two? <laughs> oh, my, number two my number two is Dennis Ackersley. And the reason why I'm separating them is because the fact that he actually won an MVP. Did he win that as a closer? As a closer. He won it as a closer. That's why I put him over Raleigh Fingers, because he won his as a closer. Do you know what that sounds like to me? A weak-ass year for other candidates. Let me tell you, because a closer won an MVP? Fuck out of here. 
my number one pick, which is this is what the main reason why I'm saying it's going to be a weak year. Because number one, the greatest pitcher, really pitcher of all time, has 652 saves, a 2.21 ERA, a 4.1 K to walk ratio, and has no MVPs. Mario, no motherfucking Rivera didn't get a fucking MVP. One most valuable play in Cy Young Award in 92. He posted 51 saves. Only two relievers have previously accomplished that double feat. Raleigh Fingers in 81 and Willie Hernandez in 84. And how many seasons did Mariano get 50 saves? Yeah. I'm just curious because I'm pretty sure Mariano's got at least one or two and he didn't get no MVP. That's all I'm saying. Who did Mariano get to pitch after, though? Andy Pettit, Roger Clemens, so you know, now Kevin Brown. So it makes the job a little bit easier, doesn't it? Last week, I mean, last, say that, I talked to y'all it. about advanced metrics. Oh no! I told y'all Pedro was number one all time in WHIP, which is walks plus hits per inning. That's yeah. simple because what the pitchers don't want is to walk them or let them hit. And Pedro was number one, number two all time. Mariano Rivera. How crazy is that? A closer, number two all time. Mariano Rivera had one pitch, literally one pitch, a two seam fastball, and you could do nothing about it. But just think about that. Every single person knows exactly what pitch he's throwing and still can't hit it or lay off it. It's just the perfect pitch. Now, if I told you you had that player on your team, would you play him once a week or once a night? <laughs> <laughs> but man, it felt good when your boy Luis Gonzalez hit that mug up the center field to beat the. It was pretty cool. That center. was a pretty great oh, feeling. Oh, yeah. And that, especially because their jerseys had that purple in it. I just wanted Randy Johnson to get one. That was the main thing. I didn't really think about Kurt Schilling at the time, but uh, Kurt Schilling was good. You know. He was, but then later in life, it makes me regret feeling good about him winning one, you know. Uh, Chris, is this your number one? Or you got somebody, some oh. random, like, Enrique pick? He, he, he wouldn't do his like that. <laughs> yeah, you missed, the, you missed the pregame discussion, but I told Reggie, I, I couldn't have the heart, man. As much as I don't like the Yankees, I, I'm not dumb enough to not have Mariano as number one. He's got to be number one because, like you said, man, you knew when he got in the game, it was a wrap. You might as well just go ahead and start yeah. walking to your car, man, because it was over, man. There's been a couple of times I saw him got knocked around. That was probably his last year, but even then, he was still good. Yeah. He, was still, and he still could have pitched if he wanted to. Didn't he come in to enter Sandman? Wasn't that his entrance music? Yep, yep. I remember yeah. when he. I remember he hurt himself here in KC uh, the one year when he was uh, fielding balls uh, in outfield. He got hurt. Uh like he hurt his leg or whatever, because that was one of his pregame routines. He would actually go shag balls in the outfield. Now, what other pitch you know doing that? That's crazy when I heard about that routine he was doing. <laughs> but, yeah, shout out to Mariano, man. As much as I'm not right. I'm like the Yankees, man, I respect him more than the other guy, the, uh, the captain. All right, well, I got some honorable mentions, and those honorable mentions are Raleigh Fingers, Goose Gossage, Bruce Suter, Billy Never. Wagner. Billy Wagner, another asshole. And last but not least, you know, love him when he was the Rangers, but he did most of his damage with the Twins. And number 10, I got Joe Nathan. 
on Joe Nathan. <laughs> Honorable mention, shout out to Lee Smith, Goose Gossage, Billy Wagner, and the glass one himself, Eric Gagne. <laughs> you want eighth inning Gagne though, not Rangers closer Gagne. Is that right? No, I want Dodgers Gagne. Dodgers but, Gagne. Yeah. but the reason I know him is Rangers Gagne. I'm not gonna front you. But when uh, you know, I, I bought a baseball game and I always put him on the Rangers as a legend because he kind of a Rangers ledger. <laughs> Uh, Chris, who you got? I pretty much had the same. I got Raleigh Fingers, Billy Wagner, Bruce Sutter, uh, Goose Gossage. Um, I, I, it was hard just trying to put anybody else on there because I'm thinking like, uh, Andrew Miller, and what about Darren Oliver? Kimbrell, Kay Krimble is probably the, the Kimbrel right now. It's like Kimbrel and um. Oh shoot! Yeah, I can't believe one. you said Aroldis Chapman. That was loose. Yeah, no, it was it was between uh, Kimbrel and uh, Papillon. Those were like the two that uh, maybe could have made it. The minute he choked out my boy Bryce, I was done, done with him. Oh, I was done with Bryce the second I saw him in high school. So, oh no, nah, yeah. I'm rock with Bryce. Nah, I like my Mike, uh, when Mike Trout does one of the interviews and push the game of baseball. That's when Bryce stepped up. Oh, I know. But to me, I'm just, I like Tatis. I like Vlad Guerrero Jr. Oh, I, I like I, I like, like my Soto is uh, my boy. Childish yeah. Bambino. My real boy, though, is Rob Lacuna Jr. Heal up, buddy. Come back stronger. But now it's time for a little fun. You want to talk about fun? 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 Fun. What do you consider fun? Chris had a great topic. He wants us to run through our top five concerts. You know, and I thought about this topic because uh, of the Super Bowl halftime show and how everybody's just happy to watch it. And it made me think of uh, reminisce about some of the concerts I saw. And I was like, well, hey, let's talk about our favorite concerts. Well, let's do it then. Which is funny because we, we talked about this and I thought Reggie didn't have enough concerts, but apparently he does. So I can't wait to hear his concerts. Cinco. Number five. Most of these shows I feel like I saw at the T-Mobile Center. Formerly known as the Sprint Center. But this concert was pretty damn good. His opening act that I remember off the top of my head was YG. I'm talking about Kung Fu Kitty, Kendrick Lamar coming in at number five. Oh, okay. Which, which album was he touring? This is when he's touring the damn album. Okay. And so YG definitely opened up. I can't remember who opened up before him because we got there when YG was there. And why this dude, why, shout out to YG, by the way. I was not expecting him to put out some real strippers out here. <laughs> oh, my God. You should see all these people that brought their kids with them. And it was like, all of a sudden, you got these strippers on stage. <laughs> the oh, phone. my God. But shout out to Kung Fu Kitty, man. I actually got to see him before um, when he was doing. That's probably when he first came out. That's probably when Good Kid Mad City first was kind of popping. He came to the Midland. But this is, like you said, a damn tour. When he pulled up 
And like everybody was waiting to check him out. And he did a good ass hour and a half, probably hour and a half of some good music, man. We ran through a whole bunch of good songs, man. And he had the stuff on the screen too that was even dope. So it was it was very, it was a very good performance, man. I don't probably he probably changed like maybe twice or something. That's how good he was. That's nice. That's nice. Well, my number five is something Cinco. that might not be for my brothers, but it's for me. And it was fun as fuck. Uh, I went and saw Cascade. I can't remember where he was at, but it was just him. He did a Redux set. It was limited. Reggie would love this. It was limited tickets. So even though the venue can hold like 2,000 people, it was like 500 tickets. So it was real like laid back and chill. Everybody could breathe. Nobody was like bumping up against you, messing with you. And he was just playing old, you know, classic beats, just old house music, just just in there, just feeling it. He was trying to get that old, apparently, I was too young to know, but apparently that early 90s vibe of like, you know, just being at the club and just vibing and chilling, having a great time. And there were some extracurriculars involved and it was a blast, a, you know, just a truly enjoyable time and high recommend. And if you don't know who Cascade is, uh, you probably do. Just look him up and listen to some of those beats and you'll be like, oh, this song, you know. <laughs> Frankly, I I don't know who the name is. I was gonna is. say who. <laughs> shout out the Cascade. But shout out yeah. to Cascade. You know, like uh, Diplo and people like that. He's in that same vein. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> you know, he doing that music. No, it's more like, uh, uh, like, like European. Like think like, uh, like '90s techno. But just without like the singing, just like the kind of like the beats and like the laid back, like it feels like uh, video game background music. It's pretty come, sweet. Come, baby, yeah. baby, come, baby, come, come. But yeah, look up Cascade, Cascade with a K. It's uh, y'all remember that song? Great, come, baby, baby, come, baby, come, 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 baby, baby, come, baby, come, come. Well, speaking of coming, <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> oh no! Don't make my speaking of coming. No, my number five is somebody that everybody knows. I don't know if y'all knew Cascade, but y'all for goddamn show. No Nelly. <laughs> Even the, the Tim McGraw fans know Nelly. And one thing I can tell you, you one thing what? that I can absolutely point out about that Nelly show that shocked and appalled me is that the amount of people that was on stage with Nelly that didn't have microphones. <laughs> I don't understand why they needed to be there. Where was the set? Was that the Kansas Coliseum? Damn, is that what it was? And what was what this was oh, tape was it for the Power Jam? Yeah, what tape was Coliseum back then? How old were you? I was in high school. So it was that Nellyville? Is that what? Oh no, this tape? is right after Country Grammar. This is even before Pim Juice. Oh shit! Okay. Like the Saint Lunatics was probably on that stage, and we had no idea who they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were niggas without microphones. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it, and I didn't understand it. Like, what? What are they there for? But now you look at videos of like concerts of that time, and they all had hell of niggas on stage. Yeah, Steve Harvey made a comment about it in Kings of Comedy. Chris, I was wondering if was I powered in? You had to be. Like, did I give you? When I was, a, when I was at high school, you had to be. Okay, 
I might have got you tickets then. I know I couldn't go. I remember I remember a show that we had that Nelly came through, but I couldn't go because I had to work, of course. You also had another show that I'm going to mention very soon. All righty then. Well, let's get to the number four. This tour came through September 18th of 2018 at the Sprint Center at the top. Now, this tour is always going to be one of those I'll think about because I was supposed to see this guy in person the last tour, but unfortunately I had an incident where I passed out at the venue and had to go to the hospital. So I was not able to see him that time, but I was lucky enough to catch him this go around for the KOD tour. J. Cole coming in at number four. Oh, man, you almost had him put, he put on a good show. Oh, yeah. And guess who was opening next for Reggie? Jen. His opening acts were I just had it up where they go. Okay. Jaden Smith, Earth huh. Gang, and Young Thug. Shout out to Earth Gang. And now, you got to I, see young, I do remember I remember Jaden. Earth Gang for there. real shout out. I do not know why Jaden couldn't be there, but I remember Jaden didn't make it for that show. I do remember that because that was an announcement we had to make that he wasn't going to be there. But yeah, I remember I that out of the there. thousands, it was two people disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, about, yeah, but I walked in during Young Thug's part, so I didn't get to see really. Oh, much. how dare you! Oh, you didn't see Earth Gang? <clears throat> I didn't know nothing about no Earth Gang back then. <laughs> Talk about 2018. How dare you? You could have learned. And then, uh, well, you know, my, you know, I had to go out of God for work. I wasn't going to be there right at seven o'clock or whatever time it started, but either way. Shout out to J. Cole. Definitely a great performance, man. He had the whole audience singing this stuff. And I say the whole audience, I mean the whole audience. And I was shocked. You know, when you see white people from Johnson County actually singing his lyrics word for word, I'm like, wow. Yeah, that is mind-boggling. So this next pick is going to be mind-boggling for my brothers because they're going to have no fucking clue who this is. But you know when you... Go see a band before like they're massive and so it's hella cheap and you get to enjoy it because there's like 30 people there and then they go on kimmel like three weeks later and all of a sudden they're huge that happened to me because one of my buddies he has a great band that he loves called death from above 1979 and went and saw them sebastian granger uh and jesse i can't remember jesse's last name unfortunately but they also are uh, one of them is half of Mastercraft, which you probably know. You know, all I do is party. Ah, 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 ah. That song. But yeah, they, they're fucking great. Just a bass and a drum. And that's all they do. They just play bass and drums. And they make sick ass songs. And it's dope. And it's awesome. And I'd highly recommend checking them out. And my brothers are going to be like, no idea what you're talking about here. But I'm just trying to culture them up. Just to get them a little educated. Culture them up. Culture yep. them <laughs> with that electronic music. Yep. This is no. This is rock music, but okay. Oh, I thought you said drum and bass. My bad. Yeah, like a bass guitar and a, like drums, like actual drums. Oh, when you say like, drum oh no! Bass. When I hear drum and bass, I think Craig David. No. <laughs> no, I mean like like a drummer and a bass player, and the drummer also sings. Well, at my number four, once again, I'm offset his pick with a famous nigga. 
the one and only Ja Rule. Well, I also saw at a power jam, and he cheated. The reason why he's better than Nelly is because he brought the Shanti, and they put on a better show. <laughs> because instead of a thousand niggas on stage, he had a Shanti. Plus one. Always there when you call. What was your favorite Ja Rule song then? That, but I'm always on time. And I okay. gave you my all. Now, hey, baby. Do my... you do my little mo song? When I cry, you cry. Let's be honest, man. How many songs could y'all write? Together. <laughs> <laughs> what would I be without you? Shout out to Greg the Hitman, man, putting on the power jam. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm gonna shout out your number three. Number three. Grace. If I could, I'd give you the world. Wrap my arms around you. I need a Baker farewell tour coming in at number three. And I caught her at the music hall downtown. And what a night it was. I got to take Steph out to enjoy a nice evening. One of the singers I grew up listening to. And all I picture was mom hanging out with us, gamming this Anita Baker. And I had to go see her because it's the Fair World Tour. This is the last time if I ever going to see her, this was it. This was it. So I had to go make it happen. Ah. And she put on a good show. I'm talking about two hours. She literally took one break. And she just let the piano dude or whatever have his little riff. And then she came right back out and started singing another hour of hits. Uh, it was amazing. Oh, okay. You got a little water. Just like she still does on the record, dog. That's how you know you got a good-ass concert. Well, speaking of good-ass concerts, it's so nice. I might name it twice. I saw this band at... I can't remember if it's Dose Hockey's Pavilion or Toyota Pavilion. I think they just changed the name. It's probably the same place. And uh, I can't remember who opened initially because that's when I walked in and it was whatever. But then Mastodon went on and that was pretty cool. I hadn't really listened to them ever. So I was like, oh, this, this is new. It's nice. It's cool. And then I got to see this band that I was introduced to through rock bands and then comic books. But luckily, their music fucking slaps, too. Uh, the headliner was Coheed and Cambria, ladies and gentlemen. And it was, oh, God, after the Sun album. So after Claudio had this kid. But he was just doing, they were just doing hits. They were going all over the place. They played stuff from all the albums. But it was great. Loved it. Literally was rocking so hard. Knew all the words. I had no less than four other black people come run over to where I was. Cause I was in the very front row in the seated portion. Cause I'm not young enough to be in the pit anymore. I'm like y'all can all go fuck yourself. I'm going to buy myself a seat. But, uh, so I was right there in the front row in the oh, seated area. And the, everybody, he told people running up and they were like on their phones with like their, you know, Snapchats or whatever the fuck, and they were just like, "This dude right here is fucking like the dude's making this concert," and I was like, "Yeah, bro, because I know Coheed and I know these songs, and this is 
lit. And they were like, yeah, man. And then they ran off and it was great. I enjoyed that concert. <laughs> early. You know, uh, I had to sit down and have a seat, you know, for like when Mastodon was playing. But when Kohi was on, I was on my feet the whole entire time. High, high recommend. If you don't know Kohi, listen to them. Give them a chance. It's great. Yeah, Coheed and Cambria, ladies and gentlemen. They also, uh, all the songs that you listen to, there's a comic that goes along with it, by the way. So, you know, feel free. If you see the title of the album, like, oh, and Keeping Secrets and Silent Earth 3, oh, maybe I should pick up the comic of the Amori Wars and Keeping Secrets and Silent Earth 3. And then as you read that, you'll be like, oh, damn, this is literally what they're singing about in these songs. It's fucking amazing. Sounds like some music you're supposed to light a candle to and take a bath. No, it's like fucking some like get on up and move rock. You know, it's all rise, baby. But I got some music that you should light a candle to. I saw this at K State, and shout out the K State Union, which for some reason could never get Bramlage. (laughs) So the concerts were never (laughs) in Bramlage. But this man sung songs for at least two hours. Just sat there with his guitar. And at first, I didn't understand it. And then next thing I knew, I was grooving, man. We was all grooving. It was a building full of grooving people. Shout out to the one and only Jack Johnson. I didn't know who you was that day. I went back, listened to you. I I can't say I listened to you to this day. But that <laughs> night, I'll never forget. <laughs> that's one of the new concerts where it's really like I remember him more for that night than it. If I listen to it on a tape, man, it's like, like <laughs> it sounds like cult music, kind of. It I know he <laughs> he like the surf shit. I guess you can call it surf music. Is that a, a genre? The Have Beach either Boys. one of y'all heard of Jack Johnson song? This man started singing "Reduce, Reuse, Recycle." No, I've I've never heard of Jack Johnson. I've but heard of him, music, but I couldn't Beach tell Boys. you a song off top of my head. But I've heard of him. All right. Well, Chris, speaking of people we heard of, what's your number two? I know you heard of this. I got to see this in the summer. Maybe summer 16. Talking about the summer 16 tour with Drake and Future. Ooh. I mean, Future... I would definitely see Hard Pass on Drake. Nah, that tour was dope. Yeah, that's a tour. And this was the one where I don't know how they did this shit, but they had the lights above the crowd that was kind of coming low and high and kept rising and moving and stuff. It was it was dumb crazy. I had to find the pictures for it, but it was crazy how it was looking like that. Definitely Drake, wanted to see that, Thomas. They did about Drake did about two hours, I felt like, of music. That's two hours of torture, and, Thomas. But the way he did it was dope because the way he came out, he came out and did his set. And by the way, shout out to Division and Roy Woods. They were opening acts. I, I think I came in when Division was uh, doing their thing. I got to watch Division. So that's how I kind of got to know them before they came where they are now. But anyway, so Drake comes out. He does like a set. Like he's running through all these songs. And then he gets to, I can't remember if it was either Jumpman or it might have been Grammys. Shout out to Views album. Probably might be slept on album now. Think about it. But anyways, 
So then after they do that, then Future runs through his set. Like he does a set, like, you know, it's just time to do his thing. So then he runs through all his songs. And then after that, they come back out and do another song that they done together. And then Drake comes back and does a whole nother hour of songs, man. It was crazy. And he was doing damn near the whole Views album, Reggie. Okay. So if you're a fan of Views, he definitely covered that. And he was covering uh, some of the other stuff, too. So shout out to my man, uh, Drake. If you're not a fan of Views, man, spare me your opinion. (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to spare your opinion and move on to my number two. So my number two, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's about that time. It's a band you've heard of. It's actually two bands you've heard of. This show saw literally the exact same place I saw the Coheed show. And... Oh, who was the opening act? I don't recall. They they don't matter. Because I got to see the Pixies, which was fucking great. I checked that off my list. Uh, and the headliner was Weezer, ladies and gentlemen. That set was fucking amazing. Oh, and yes, Weezer, they were touring their Black Album at the time. However, they played all the hits. So you had everything off Blue Album, Pinkerton. You know, they played everything. Weezer probably played for an hour and a half at least because they had three different... Play Buddy Holly again! <laughs> but, no respect for we, the other songs. <laughs> what was great, what Weezer did was great is they had their first set they were going uh, on the Buddy Holly Happy Days slash like high school set. And then Rivers Cuomo like gets on a bicycle and just rides the bicycle out into the crowd and then stops in the aisle that I'm in. And I look to my right because that's where he's at. And I was like, holy fuck, there's like a stage that like came out of the fucking nowhere and is like six seats away from me. And there was nobody in my row around me. And so he like Rivers Cuomo starts walking up and I was like, is this really happening right now? And, uh, you know, that's when everybody else was like running in, like hopping seats, like as close as possible. And I was like, I'll take like three steps that way and I'll just be right next to Rivers Cuomo the whole time that he's and he did like a whole acoustic set uh, and sang like four or five songs, covered a bunch of stuff. And then. He like got back on the bicycle and rode back to the stage. They were on a fucking whole other another set now. I was like, oh, y'all just distracted us. So we none of us were looking at the stage while y'all changed all that shit out. Yeah, why well, he took a solo set. And then they played like four uh probably 45 more minutes worth of like fucking hits. It was great. It is, yeah. And Pixies, by the way, in case you aren't super familiar with any of their music, the Pixies play the song that plays at the end of Fight Club. You know, where is my mind? Everybody knows that song. Uh, they saying kiss me. I don't know why I always thought they sing that. Definitely song. not. If you That's watch the AEW, if you watch AEW, Orange Cassidy comes out to Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. So Orange Cassidy's entrance music. Or if AEW. you ever play Skate, Skate Two. Why would I play Skate that? Three? Great games. They're actually great games. Yes. But anyway, Reggie, what's your number two? Third alert. Boy, now we get into the meat of it. Cause let's be honest, these two concerts is different than the rest. These was loving concerts that I couldn't wait to go see, and they really lived up to the expectation because I was in love with this man's music at the time. We talk about college, probably my third year in college. I didn't already spent three years listening to waiting on my rocket to come. I knew it was Good coming. Days, man. Were you the only black Shout person Shout out to there? the one. <laughs> yes. And surprisingly, I was not. Now, was I the only black person that I could reach? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, I only had the track to the other brothers, but it was brothers. And it was a group of brothers that came together. Shout out to the group of brothers. <laughs> if you can taste it. I don't it, know, y'all, y'all never done <laughs> Yeah, man, that Jason Mraz concert was something special, man. Ain't that his song? Legendary singer. Yeah. Probably my well, second favorite white singer of all time. It's the experience. It's Mraz, crazy. Liaison, I say it's the comedy. Is that serious? Yeah. I think of that song. You play? on Circuit City TVs every hour when I worked at Circuit City. That's what I think of with Jason Mraz. And now well, you should think my of, freshman year in college, I think. Well, you should think of with Jason Mraz now is... Uh, Open up your eyes and be like me. Open up your mind and be free. Look into your heart and find love. love. You don't hear that every morning? <laughs> I could go all day. Shout out right, well, to the to, one now. To save you from going all day, Chris, what's your number one? One, 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 one. Tour so legendary, they made a movie out of it. And I got to see it my sophomore year at K-State. Uh-oh. When I, when I was working at the Wildcat 91.9. And this dude that happened to... Shout out to Wildcat 91.9. Yeah, shout out to Wildcat 91.9, man. And this one white dude I used to kind of do shows with from time to time. Cause he was learning or whatever. He actually got his hands on some tickets to go to Kansas city at the Kemper arena to see the hard knock life tour. Okay. And I said, yes, I will go. Never hung out with him in my life, but I wouldn't go pass up on their tickets. At Jay, this one, so, did you at so, least get to see all the acts? Oh, I did. Hold on. This white dude? You no, know, you had to be there on top. <laughs> Hold up. You know, no, this white dude, know. this uh, white dude you work with, but you never hung out with, just rolled up and was like, hey, you want to go see Jay with me? He hit me up. He was like, hey, I got tickets for the Hard Knock Life Tour. You want to go? And I was like, yeah, I want to go. So uh, we rolled with him everything. We had a good time. Guess who was jamming on the way there, right? He could have been BTK for all Christmas. Guess we were jamming on the way there, though. We was on that Ghetto Boys, the good, the bad, the ugly. (laughs) We was jamming that mug on the way. So, yeah. But, nah, that is a classic concert. That's probably the best show that I've been to. We talking about Jay-Z, DMX, Method Man, and Red Man. And that was the main act. We ain't counting Beanie Siegel coming out and doing the freestyle. We ain't counting... Uh, we ain't counting the mill pulling up and doing whatever song she did at the time. We ain't counting Ja Rule pulling up doing his thing. Uh, Memphis Bleak doing his thing. Uh, who else am I? Christian. <laughs> yeah, so I think the locks, I can try to remember if the locks pulled up or not. Oh, and by the way, everybody wanted to see DMX more than Jay Z. Jay Z was the headliner, but trust me, everybody was there to see DMX. <clears throat> And I got to hear, I think I got to hear, uh, it was previewing. That was like the first time I heard when he was, oh yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. DJ Clue was the DJ of the tour. So while they was in between acts trying to get ready, DJ Clue was out there DJing like it was a party. 
That's how I want to hear something funny. It's a little uh, clip on YouTube with Jay Z talking about having to follow DMX after he got everybody hyped the shit and then ended with a prayer. Yeah, <laughs> everybody was ready to leave. <laughs> Jay Z was like, "Oh, wait, it's my turn." <laughs> yeah. And my man, in in real talk, he he legit cried on the stage when he did his prayer. So he definitely did that when he was up there. But yeah, all them cats was up there. Shout out to Method Man, Red Man, flying above us in the crowd. Blowing one or two. <laughs> Man, oh, whoa. <laughs> Even I got that reference. For the record, ladies and gentlemen. I'll suspend that. I'm not. I'm we, not uh, we, shouldn't, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't talk about that because... Anyway, uh, my number one pick. Yeah, it happened again. Black. Can we get no. can we get a black Kazo? <laughs> no. no, there's not a single black. <laughs> no, no, Mm-mm. ain't gonna happen. Because you said I, I, concert. I was taking it far. I would. You said concert. Me. You said concert. I think you had on sandals at the concert. I think. Not rap show. You said concert, not rap show. <laughs> oh Anyways, uh, Rice. My number one. My number one pick is Coheed and Cambria again. Oh, no. It, again? But he doubled this one, down, Donnie. What is this? We'll this take one, it again and again. Again and again. This one, though, was their 10-year In Keeping Secrets and Silent Earth 3 tour. So they just played that whole album from beginning to end. It was fucking great. The entire crowd sang every word right back to him. We couldn't even hear him singing. It was great. And for the record, Claudio, the guy with the fucking hair and the beard behind my head, is a Hispanic. He is not a white person. So... This uh, judgment you're making hey, is hey, Chris, he's singing about anime shit in the high pitched falsetto tone. But is the, he a person of color? Rock music. <laughs> is he a person of color? I'm looking at the picture. Claudio Which one is Sanchez. the main singer? Which one is the main singer? Still with all the, the hair. hair. Yeah, the hair and the beard. The Hispanic. The person of color. The oh, minority. His name, is, his name is Claudio Sanchez. Yes, he's Hispanic. <laughs> But they all, uh, thank you, scientists. Also open, and they—I've uh, never heard of them before, and they fucking killed it. They're a metal band that has a violinist and trumpet and trombone and sax, and then you're like, wow, like all the other elements of a metal band, and then just those things also. And it really was nice. Me, you didn't sell me at all, man. I might. Guess what? I don't have to sell you. Her. I'm telling you about. My five the fake Diplo person again. What was that fake Diplo person name? Oh, Cascade. He talking about Cascade. Hold on, is Cascade a brother? No, Cascade's is Cascade uh American or <laughs> ask a friend. Well, I'm just asking less. I don't know if he's I don't even know if he's American, but he's definitely white. Has he worked with Dua Lupa? Dua Lipa? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Dua Lupa. <laughs> It sounds Dua better. Dua Lupa sounds better than Dua Lipa. Hey, Cascade. <laughs> Racing all that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I repeat. Oh, no. <laughs> Fun. Fun. All that don't exist. <laughs> August 1st, 1998. 
also at Kemper Arena in Kansas City. Hold up. You're 13 years old at this show? Me and my mama. Went to go see the one and only Janet Jackson for the Velvet Rope Tour. I'm talking about opening up was 112. And that's it. And you know why that's it? Because that woman sang two hours of songs. She had all the hits. And then, but let's be honest, the Velvet Rope Tour, I don't know if it was before the Velvet Rope album, but it was before anybody in the audience knew any of the songs. And she did at least half of the motherfuckers sprinkled within hits. So it would be like, hit, hit. What is this song? Hit, hit, hit. <laughs> Where'd this song come from? <laughs> hey, Janelle Fitz. One time she changed the outfit without me even knowing. She just kept singing, went under the stage, came back out the whole time singing. It was amazing, man. Shout out to Janet. Shout out to 112, man. They got like three or four songs. And then that Janet was, was like, a great evening, out. man. Hey, true story. I got the tickets for mom. That was her Mother's Day gift. And then she wouldn't take you? No, no. The whole the whole point was, hey, you know, this is for Mother's Day. You know, go up, have a good weekend. Um, Tasha was pregnant with CJ at the time, so we're going to hang out at the casino. And of course, what does Reggie do? I've never been to a concert. Okay. And guilt trip mom into taking Reggie instead of taking probably one of her friends or something. So that was that was pretty fun, but hey, I'm not mad at him. That's the hell of a first concert to go see. That is yeah, true. It was a great mother son moment. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie was just like, I like Janet Jackson. <laughs> right, uh, he didn't care. He just wanted to go out of town. Anyway, Chris, what's uh, your honorable mentions? Honorable mentions include. The K-104 Summer Jam. I cannot remember what year, but I do remember Ice Cube was there. A-Ball MJG was there. Young Jock. The whole G-Unit click without 50 Cent. And most importantly, Cassie, who got booed off the stage because she was lip syncing. Oh, no. Don't get wow. booed off the stage, sweetheart. Wow. It was embarrassing. It really was. Shout out to Queen of B. She rolled with me on that trip. We had a good time. Also... I got to see Big Mo live in the concert one time, man. I forgot the name of the club that was over there. I think it Addison off the tollway. But anyways, shout out to my boy, Sin Slaughter. That was my birthday weekend. That for the golden birthday weekend, if I remember right. And we go check out and see Big Mo do his thing. We didn't even know he was performing that night. They just so happened to say, hey, Big Mo's in the house tonight performing. I'm like, oh, bet. So check this out, Thomas. Mm. I'm literally like, dog. I'm about to get, you know, just celebrate my birthday, man. I'm going to pass you the keys, man. It's you. Guess who passed me the keys back at the end of the night before we had to leave, leaving for that mud to go back to the house over there where your dad at dad's house talking about, man, I can't do it, man. I need you to drive. I'm tired. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I'm like, dog, what are you doing? So, you know, I didn't sober up and make it happen. But yeah, shout out to the Big Mo Show. Rest in peace, Big Mo. <laughs> had to sober up and make it happen. Sober up and make it happen. Yeah. Had to get back over to the house. So I didn't die. I wouldn't suggest it. I Earth, wind, and fire. Earth, wind, fire? I said I would Earth, wind, and fire at the Kansas Coliseum. Yeah, Earth, wind, and fire did a charity show in Wichita for the Kansas Coliseum for some, and I was linked with the station in to actually go see it, and I was so glad I got to see it. What a great concert it was. Do you remember? 
Um, that's the magical time in September. I think that's what they said. <laughs> I don't All right. Well, I got some honorable mentions. Uh, let's get some of the ones. I mean, like you might have heard of like literally one of these bands. So we'll get it through, through quickly. I went and saw Weekend with Romans, I see stars, the mice and men uh, in a shit show. We're going to dump. It was great. It was a great metal show. You guys would not be into that music at all. But just know I had fun. It was great. Also, uh, Arcade Fire. I bet you've heard of them at least. Oh, yeah. I know Arcade Fire. Uh, it, I saw them at American Airlines because they're they're that big. And they had a boxing ring. They was on SNL. They had a boxing ring set up as their stage. And then, like, when they were doing songs, the boxing would literally just rotate. Like, so that way everybody could get to have them, like, sing towards them and be facing them. And I was like, that's pretty dope. And halfway to the concert, they just, like, unplugged their instruments or whatever, like, went on wireless shit, and they started walking through the crowd. Just, like, walking up to everybody. Just like, hey, what's up, man? Like, oh, let me just, let me touch you. Let me give you a hug while I'm in the middle of singing. Like, hey, what's up, dude? I'll dapped up. Like, I was like, the only person who stayed on stage was the drummer because he couldn't move. And everybody else was like, oh, hey, guys, y'all enjoying the concert? I was like, bro, do we not, like, Mark David Chapman exists. Like, y'all need to be safe out here. What are y'all doing? Like, but anyway, that was a good show. Zed said, y'all don't know about that. Uh, Rez, y'all don't know about that. And The Sounds, My Jerusalem, y'all don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> all great shows. All great shows. Shows. Reg. Oh, my, I man. Back in the day, Thomas might not remember this because he was young, but after La Petite, it was this dude that used to come through with these animal puppets. Oh, <laughs> he used to have his, uh, what was it, a peacock or a pelican, man? He used to sing this Jamaican song. It was lit. <laughs> oh, no, he sang a Jamaican song? <laughs> he used to put a little reggae into it. No. <laughs> so shout out to the puppet man. From Plano, Texas. You do the limbo luck. Whatever that limbo song. Oh, Reggie, do you know who that puppet man probably was? No. Who's the famous puppet dude, stand-up comedy guy that has the puppets? And is it? Um, oh, that would be crazy if that's Jeff Dunham or whatever his name. Jeff Dunham. Yeah. Is he from Dallas? Yeah, he's that he's would from Plano. Be nuts if was, that would be from nuts Plano. if that was him. <laughs> he's from Plano. <laughs> Crazy, you gotta ask, you gotta ask your mom now, Thomas. Yeah, I'll have to ask because I remember being in I high used to school. come do the puppets I remember being in high school and people were like, Yeah, you know that dude's from here. And I was like, What do you mean, like from Dallas? They're like, No, like from Plano. And I was like, No, and like, he used yeah, to dude. put on a hell of a show. Whoever people, the puppet man people was. used to be like, Yeah, man, he used to come to Sunday school like from time to time and like do stuff at like for our youth group and things. People like, What? And they're like, Yeah, like that guy on TV. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How crazy is that? You know, everybody gets to start somewhere, you know? Is it time? I think it is. It's time. It's time. It's time for the final save. So say it. Please. I got a little... A little bone to pick with somebody in this world. And that somebody is Ben Simmons, okay? If you come back and play immediately, if you come back and play immediately after like the All-Star break, like let's say within like a week or two after the All-Star break, 
literally you have no respect left in this world. You claimed, you claimed, oh, I can't play because mental health issues. You know, I'm, I'm struggling with life. I can't, I can't do it. You know, I can't, I can't come to practice. But he I can't. told you what the cure was. And then he gets traded and he's like, oh man. He told I'm you the so cure healthy. was a trade. I'm no longer depressed. Life is great. This is awesome. No. He didn't hide what the cure was. He said the cure was a trade. My point is, I, it's like, this is disgusting to me. If to, You can want to force a trade. Carmelo forced a trade. He was like, I want to play in New York. Put, put me in New York right now. But he still showed up to work, did he not? He was still putting in work. But did he force to. a trade because he refused to shoot a layup at the end of a playoff game? No, Melo's problem was never that he wouldn't shoot. <laughs> you know that. I'm just I'm curious. I wasn't pointing that on that nobody real weak that I have no respect for. If Ben Simmons, if Ben Simmons to me though, if it's like he's like it's just a month or two before you see him come back and like you be like, okay, in the round in the shape, he really was. You like, would have respect for him. Uh, no, I would probably still have very. He, the man wants you to lay up when he's wide open yeah. under the basket. I have no I can't respect have a, for that. Man. Can't have respect for a player like that. But I'm just saying that, like you know, Markel Fultz fixed his shot, so Ben Simmons can't. You know do how it. you got respect for me? Go out there and turn into a chucker. Just start throwing up threes and stuff. Make them or miss them. You got more respect. Drop yours, young man. But yeah, though, I just, Ben Simmons, I just, I don't like him. And I, the fact that, like, let's, let's just say that, would you have traded James Harden for Curry, Drummond, and two first round picks? No, Ben Simmons. No, I ought to make him give me a uh, title. Okay. Not Maxi. And Philly well, was probably Curry. like, nah, you can't have title, man. You will give you Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> what about trying to get Toby instead? Would you have taken that? Like instead? Nah, just... Toby's contract is nasty. Nasty. Yeah, but so is Harden. Toby making number he making number two money. Harden is a number two. He is a but... number two. Ugh. I'm just, yeah, he deserved that money. I just feel so, so bad for Kevin Durant because you know Katie and Kyrie you know I still say like, that Harden and Chris Paul was going to win that championship. Kevin Durant wanted to build his own team. He think he, he thought he was LeBron, but it's not his fault that James Harden and Kyrie didn't get along. Yeah, it's, it's also not his fault that he fault. wanted to partner with Kyrie. It's also not his fault that Kyrie refuses to get vaccinated. Right. You know when he made this it's team, his fault he, he wanted to partner with Kyrie. <laughs> and these are the Braves. Break it up, break it up, break it up, break down. But yeah, I just, I, I just wanted to say I don't like Ben Simmons. I don't want to see him play basketball. You hear that nonsense? Even Bernie looked back. Yeah. <laughs> so now, for my final say, I want to say it was coming to us. It was falling. And then it fell. Shout out to the moon. Shout out to Moonfall. Now, I want y'all to think about something that was a bad movie, but a good movie at the same time. And you say, Reggie, what is that? And I want to take you back to the good days of Meteor Man. Remember when that movie was terrible, but you still liked it? Because this movie is absolutely trash. But 
you also is going to enjoy every minute of it. Shout out to Moonfall. Shout out the moon. The moon looked real trippy outside tonight, FYI. It's trippy. That's odd. Mine looks fine. Same Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for my say. And I'll have it. Uh-oh. I watched the Super Bowl. Watched it? I watched it. Shout out to Matthew Stafford, not a Hall of Famer. Shout out to me saying that Joe Burrow would lose in the Super Bowl. Hey, did I call the Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl before the playoffs started, or did I? I called it. I said he'd lose in the Super Bowl. That's not what this is about. This is about the commercial that annoyed the F out of me. Oh, I'm with you on this, bro. I, I hated this, too. When that damn QR code came up, all I could do was look at it, and I'm like, all right. Okay. All right, enough. Okay, what is it? All right, stop, man. It's annoying. And then at the end, it's Coinbase. And I'm like, what is this? The most stupid commercial I've ever seen in my life. And I know some people who liked it. It was stupid annoying to me. What do you mean they liked it? Yeah, well, explain that. Extrapolate on that. <laughs> they thought it was creative. Like it? They thought it was creative. How is making a Windows screensaver creative for a commercial? That mug was super annoying because one, I'm like, what is this? Two, what is this? And three, why is this running this long? Yeah. They paid over a million dollars for that stupid ass commercial. Did not make me want to click on that QR code because I'm thinking I'm gonna get a virus if I click on that mug. Oh, I never did that. I, I my friend fell for that and he was like, I immediately regret my choices. My favorite commercial of the night, though, did belong to the Barbie commercial. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah? Yeah, with Anna Kendrick and them. That was pretty. The Rocket Mortgage. thought that was a good one. Also thought the Larry David commercial was good as well. You know, Larry David was my favorite. I didn't really have a favorite commercial because they all kind of sucked this year. Let's be honest. I thought this year is better than recent ones. Last year, yeah, I did too. They've been bad lately. They've all been bad lately. I thought last year was the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like last year, I really thought like they might as well just give up. But but hey, that that QR code commercial works because it's literally got everybody talking about it. Because either you fucking hate it, you got a final say, man. You know, final say. It it annoyed me that much, man. Really did irk my nerves bad. But I know one thing that'll never irk your nerves is hitting that subscribe button if you haven't. Man, just go ahead and hit that bad boy. While you at it, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell another friend. Stimson ain't easy. We out here every week. You know what I mean? Every week. On your favorite platform. You know what I mean? Stimson ain't easy on Instagram. Stimson ain't on Twitter. And... You can find me at Playmaker316 on Instagram and Twitter. Check me out on Hobbit 3 Jams, kprs.com. Get that Hobbit 3 Jams app in your life. Check us out, baby. You already know, Jack. Oh, word on the street is, I know I've been saying for the last month, but my album with Sin Slaughter is going to be coming soon. <laughs> it's 
Just, just like keep a master P album. that pressure. It's coming real soon. I just hype, hype, hype it It's at the end of the album. <laughs> and I'm Rich, a.k.a. Rich, exclamation point. And you can find me at livefromthis.com for the music. And livefromthat.com for the merch. And if you're looking for something to buy this time of year, we got your hoodies. Yeah. We got stuff that you need for this kind of weather. Yeah. Right in time for spring. I wish. Where's it at? It's snowing around these parts. Let me tell it you was in Texas. Let me tell you today. Those, ladies and gentlemen. Winter is about to be going here in a month. Spring is coming up. Now is the time to get your spring merch so you'll be ready to get fly when it warm up. That's what you need to do. Listen to Budget Chris. Nah, get both. <laughs> anyway, I'm Thomas. You can find me at Stimpy is King on Twitter. Maybe. Uh, you know, I know I'm on there. You know, I've been following <laughs> my brother pretty frequently now. You know, sometimes they be going too fast. They be hitting things up. Chris be tweeting anything and everything that comes in his mind, but that's okay. But if you really want to help me out, I'd appreciate you coming over to. Yeah, if you come over to Unqualified Observers, listen to me and my boy Kellum. You know, this week we actually are breaking down Wes Anderson's movie, The French Dispatch, that came out this year. Uh, has literally like 16 A-list stars, so I can't really list all the people there in this movie. But come over there, listen to us, see how we like it. We also rank Wes Anderson's 10 theatrical movies. So it's a real fun conversation. The fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, it's to be announced. So come on over there and, and listen, see how we feel about it, what we like about him. And, you know, subscribe while you're over there so you can always get the new episodes of, of that. We break down movies or just whatever the fuck we feel like talking about. So join us. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode in the books. Can you believe it? We're going to get close to our anniversary date here soon. Feels like I've been doing it for two years. <laughs> but yes, I appreciate y'all listening. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless. And good night. Peace, baby. I thought you was oh. going to leave it on the Russell Simmons.